Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the high ground. Uh, today, we're going to like be diving into lightsaber duels. I have some awesome lightsaber duelists uh, as my panel this time. And yeah, it's going to be exciting. We're going to jump into that right now here on the high ground. All right. Hello and welcome everybody to another High Ground podcast. Hello. Uh, <laughs> super excited. Uh, we are, yeah, going to have a great conversation. But I want to start by jumping around the room and having everyone uh, introduce themselves. So we'll start with um, who are you? Where can we find like you and, and your content? And um, since you guys are all Saber Masters, who is your. Who was your master that taught you? Uh, what style do you guys use and, and why? Um, and I will go to Hannah first. Oh, hello. I'm Hannah or Hannah EMP on TikTok. Um, I, so hang on. I got to rethink of that question. So the person who taught me lightsabers is Big Daddy Yankee and Michelle C. Smith. Those are the whole reason I'm on here. Um, what were the other questions? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, actually, M Michelle is is awesome, and uh, specifically, I I don't follow Big Daddy Yankee. I probably should find him. No, but I mean, like, if you were in the Star Wars universe, who would you want to be your oh. uh, your master, either Jedi or Sith? But Mas you can. Sorry. <laughs> no, you you can always you can answer that separate. I'm just what's. You know, if, if you're in the Star Wars universe, what lightsaber style are you fast and aggressive? You Ataru and do a lot of acrobatics. So um, it would most likely be the most basic one ever because I'm very not dually at all. So it would probably be a very basic, simple one. And then if I had to choose any master, it'd probably be Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon because they're like the most, I don't know how to explain it, like the most passionate about being a master okay yeah i especially see that with uh with qui-gon like he's just like a all-around stand-up guy you know um yeah. and uh how about you great ghost jedi um also what do you want <laughs> you guys can also let me know what you want me to call <laughs> me while, while we're <laughs> Um, you can call me the Grey Ghost Jedi, but my real name is Cole. Um, my favorite form to practice with lightsaber combat is DM So I, I take my style off of Anakin. I'm a very aggressive fighter. And if I wanted my master to be someone from the Star Wars universe, it would be Count Dooku, the master of Makashi. Interesting. Uh, his style is actually the one that I would use, um, but... I mean, well, I'll elaborate on that <laughs> uh, coming up, but I like it. How about you, Nico? All right. So the form I probably use the most is Form 3 Soresu because I'm always in my room. had a lot of control, a lot of spins, easy to weave into a flow. And the master I would probably want is Depa Balapa. Okay. I like, I like that. I like that. I feel like I'd be very disciplined and have a good understanding of the force. True. 
And also, I mean, we can't, we also can't deny that whole line of, of Mace Windu to Depa to Kanan to, to Ezra, like all good people. And I also brought on Master Allen. Good to see uh, you guys. Hey. So, Master Allen, we, we've uh, we've just been going around uh, talking. I know you just hopped in here, but if you don't mind, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm ready. Go ahead. All right, all right. So let us let everyone know who are you, uh, where we can find your content, and if you're in the Star Wars universe, you know who would you want your master to be? Ooh. Okay. And so what easy style of fighting would you do? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, so I am your friendly neighborhood master, Alan. There are a lot of people that have seen me in a lot of different contexts on TikTok at this point. Um, and so you can find me either at level up light one, or uh, if you search the hashtag level up sabers, level up lightsaber, or the hashtag FNMA friendly neighborhood master, Alan, those are all going to bring you to my stuff. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm having to make myself learn that social media platform. I'm, I'm closing in on 40, so I had kind of skipped that one, and now I'm having to go back and, and figure it out because so many of the friends I've made here on TikTok, that's their, uh, the other big social media platform that they use, and I want to be able to stay connected with people. Yeah. Um, okay. Master and style. <sighs> okay. I know you got I, some good cooking. Well, there's so look, there's two really good answers, and I honestly don't know which one I'd I want to go with because the layup is Yoda because he's just so freaking perfect. Like <laughs> just so like the, there, there's so many speeches that Yoda gives to his students that as a teacher myself, who is also a student, like the, the conversation he has with Luke in the last Jedi, I have been both people in that conversation so many times Cause like, no master, I screwed up. I need to feel bad about myself and I need to not be a teacher cause I'm a failure and had my instructor be like, no, this is, this is the gig. Like sometimes you're going to screw up or sometimes you're going to say something. And like, that'll be the reason that, that somebody has a negative experience or whatever. Um, and I've also had to be the person that like goes to the student after the fact. And it's like, this, this isn't the first time you've screwed up. I know, I know it feels like it, but there's been a lot of them and I've been here for all of them. And like you're you're gonna survive this one just like those other ones. Uh, and so like that like that moment in the last Jedi is a is a top three Star Wars moment in general for me. Um, the the amount of time I have spent talking about Rise of Skywalker or uh, Revenge of the Sith recently, and the the speech that he gives Anakin when he's trying to help Anakin understand that like death is inevitable and it's suffering is is something that we don't want, but like death is death is an inevitable reality of existence and, and fearing it does, does you no good. Um, and, and being able to like connect with that speech and, and then see how Anakin just completely misses the message. Um, yeah. you know, and it, so like those, those moments for Yoda, like, uh, um, but for <laughs> me personally, as a teacher, it is the moment I met Plo Koon in the first episode of clone wars was the moment that he became my favorite Jedi. Same. When well, like, no, mine's from Jedi Power Battles, but no, I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My but respect for Plo Koon went up as soon as he showed his caring for the clones. Like, that's right, when, like, yeah. we're just clones, sir. Not to me. Like that was just like, I'm in. I don't know who this guy is. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. 
It's a good guy right here. <laughs> um, and in terms of the fighting style, like when you've been a martial artist for a really long time, you end up with your own style, regardless of what you have trained in. Cause it just becomes an amalgamation of everything you've done. Um, and so like my saber style is most, mostly Kenjutsu stuff, but there's a lot of Philippine stuff in there. There's a little bit of Hema plus like you, there's, there's certain goofy knuckleball-y things you can do with a lightsaber that you can't do with other bladed weapons. And so like of the classic seven forms, uh, my best answer is none of them because there's aspects of all seven that honestly annoy me. And so like, <laughs> it's like, I can't, I can't in good conscience be like, I would do this one because of like, cause it's just not, it's not who I am as a teacher. Um, it's not who I am as a duelist or a saberist. Um, so we could, we could invent a name for it if you want. We'll go with Maymoto. Um, cause that was my grandmother's maiden name. Uh, and so my style would be Maymoto. I'll type I, in like comments. It. I think I can do that. Right? I, I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> um, yeah, for, for me, well, hey, you, you stole one of my answers. Plo Koon would definitely be my master. master. Um, ever since Jedi Power Battles, I, I loved him. In that game, he had you know a, a yellow lightsaber, and then that became my favorite color for a lightsaber as well. Um, he was a terrible character in the game. He was like really <laughs> slow, <laughs> but he was. I'd always play him just because I. I don't know. I just. I just. I just loved him. Then of course, you know, seeing him in the Clone Wars and stuff, and then also the way he cares for Ahsoka. I think he mm -hmm. is such a great you know example of like the caring master who also understands not letting your emotions you know take control and all that stuff. Um. But as a as a drummer, because uh, I am a musician, uh, economy of motion is just super important. And I just like I look at Count Dooku fighting and um, deflecting things and making his opponents waste their energy, and that's that's how I would see myself dueling. Uh, it's not quite the lazy way, but it's I find it the most oh. efficient way, at least. I, and Christopher Lee was so good. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah. God, he was so good. <laughs> I mean, it's not fair. He he actually does sword combat. Like, yeah, he's a, he's a faster. <laughs> the the list of his life accomplishments is so ridiculous and so amazing. He's badass. <laughs> he's, he's so just amazing. Can't say anything else. Uh, there's just like <laughs> in the I I was completely unaware of how much of an amazing person and indomitable badass he was for his entire life until I was watching one of the behind the scenes things from the, the two towers, Lord of the Rings. Cause Peter Jackson's telling the story of Christopher Lee saying, no, 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 that's not what happens when you stab a guy in the back. This is how they respond. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Count Dooku would also be a pretty cool map. Actually, no. After reading Dooku Jedi Lost, I don't want him for a master. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but all right, all right. So now I got to, uh, you know, before we really like get into the nitty gritty, you got to know somewhat about your guys' Star Wars feels. You know, get a feel for for it. Um, so, uh, you real quick, what got you into Star Wars? And also, let me get your your top three uh, Star Wars films. I'm gonna go to. Uh, Ray goes Jedi first. Oh, um, well, when I first 
when I got introduced to uh, Star Wars, it was actually 2003, a year after Attack of the Clones. And it was during the 2003 Clone Wars animated series, and it was still playing on TV. So I came into the living room, crawling around as a little toddler, and my older brother was watching the animated series, and I saw a lightsaber for the first time. Now, as soon as I saw it ignite, heard the noise, saw Master Yoda slice through a droid while doing, like, 15 somersaults really fast. It was like, oh, my God, yes. And from <laughs> there on out, it was Star Wars. And then, like, my dad was like, hey, you want to be a martial artist? Because Jedi need to know how to fight. And that's true. They're pretty skilled at hand-to-hand -hand combat. So it was Star Wars and martial arts at the same time. And, yeah, that's it's how it went. Especially watching the 2003 Clone Wars, watching Mace Windu with hand-to-hand -hand combat. He was, he was just broken. He just punches through super battle droids like they were nothing. It was crazy. Yes. It's so, like For me, that came out around the same time that also the game like Republic Commandos and stuff. Mm. Uh, at least that's when I was watching it. Which, when you're playing Com Republic Commandos, when a super battle droid comes out, all hell breaks. Like you can only fight one. It's super tough. You get you need anti armor equipment. You can't take it down normally. It takes forever. And then I'm watching Mace Windy over here. Like, why are we here? <laughs> it's not even fair. Um, same question, you uh, Nico. All right, I'm kind of a relatively new Star Wars fan. Well. Besides the Lego Star Wars as a kid, because that game was amazing, even if you weren't a Star Wars fan. Game was lit. But I was on Disney Plus like last year and I watched The Mandalorian. And I was like, okay, I got to the end of season one and I was like, okay, I need to watch this entire universe. And I just dove in, became a fan, brought a lightsaber. I love it. I love it. And now I see you spinning your lightsaber every day, and yep. your, your flows are getting <laughs> more and more complex all the time. Thank you. I try. <laughs> awesome. And uh, so, oh, you know what? Let me, let me get you first, and then I'll go back up to, to, to Grey Ghost. What are your favorite top three Star Wars films? Okay. My top three are... Hmm. The Last Jedi... A New Hope, and Revenge of the Sith. Interesting. That is my list. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm going to have more questions for you later because I think it's fascinating to talk to someone that jumped in with everything out, and I'm curious how that changes things. Um, but yeah, uh, Grey Ghost, uh, what, were, what were your top three? Um, so Empire Strikes Back. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be controversial. <laughs> Number two, Return of the Jedi, and then... Number three, Revenge of the Sith. Awesome. I love it. Uh, I, I, what's funny is I was much older when I actually realized that there was like some people who didn't like Return of the Jedi. <laughs> um, he walks are fine, guys. They're fine. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Master Alan? Um, <laughs> I and I actually I got to I got to tell the story on a different podcast this past Monday, but so my first Star Wars memory is watching the VHS tape that was like a bootleg off of HBO, and so that was like it wasn't even wasn't even the movie, like 
in the can, et cetera, et cetera. It was recorded from TV because VCRs are magic. Um, uh, uh, but New Hope and and kind of diving in from there. And same thing, because like you see the lightsaber spark and there's that 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 possibility. It's like, wow. Because when you're a kid and you you can't imagine being Conan. Because like you can't lift mm-hmm. that sword. You look at that, you see it, and it's just like he's really cool. I can't do that. Also, but as a kid, I was like, I'm not that buff. I can't yeah. <laughs> It would be really cool to be him. Like that's like that it, for for Batman, Indiana Jones, like any of those characters. You see them, and it, it would be really cool to be that character. But Star Wars, like you see the lightsaber, and it's like, man, I could be that. Like that wouldn't that wouldn't be too heavy or too like that's that's about what's inside you, the the power that that gives you, rather than you know how many push-ups you could do. And I was the fat kid with asthma. It's the reason why I got started in martial arts. And so, you know, the idea of the, you know, kind of the internal and the will being what made you good was, was huge for me. That's a, that's a part of the reason why I really love uh, Green Lantern because it's that same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so that was my that was my beginning of Star Wars. That was the hook, and now the addiction. Um, and my top three. So as a kid, Return of the Jedi was my absolute favorite because it was the like when you're when you're under the age of twelve, there are so many things in that movie that are just like right in your because it's it's funny, but it's also scary and intense, and it's like you get you get all the emotions. Luke is awesome. There's a happy ending, like all this stuff. Whereas you know, as a kid, Empire Strikes Back was my least favorite back in the day when there were only three movies. Um, but now as an adult, looking back through and also having gone through the movie several times to like look at the choreography and see how they were designing it and learn about like that, the stage combat aspect of it. Um, the Last Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, and A New Hope are sort of 2A and 2B. And so depending on where I'm at with my day, whether I put empire strikes back above new hope or or below it um but that's like those are my um and i really don't like apart from there are two star wars movies that i generically dislike everything else i love for different reasons so it's really hard to rank them like that blew up on tiktok for a little while it's like everybody was doing their ranking of the star wars movies um and but those are those are probably the the three that resonate with me the most awesome Uh, i love it and uh, what's funny is like as as I get more into like writing and like understanding filmmaking, like certain ones start to rise and like mm. you know. Also, with rewatching and doing this podcast, my rankings have changed. Um, Hannah, how about you? Okay, so I got into Star Wars because of my dad. Like he was the massive big big fan. Like he had the old Ewok village, the old. Uh, so when I was a kid, I just would like play with them even though I wasn't technically supposed to but I was like hey these are cool let me play with these and then I like really got into it I think when I was like six because I went for Halloween as Boba Fett so I was like dressed up as Boba Fett and running around on Halloween um, Solid. I know it was super cool like I even had like a little jetpack and everything it was really cool nice. I so you're that's always the that's dedication yeah okay. I, I loved it it was great um and then so with the movies, when I was a kid, oh, I'm going to get hate for this, I feel like. 
when I was a kid, my first, my like favorite movies were Attack of the Clone as like my ultimate, I see it on, I'd see it on and I'd be like, I want to watch it just for the Coliseum. <laughs> like that scene, nothing else, nothing more. And then it was A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. But now since a lot of the newer movies came out, my list now is Empire Strikes Back, um, Re- ah, Revenge of the Sith, and then Solo. I really like the Solo yeah. movie. Like, yeah, very lot, underrated. Very yeah, underrated film. A lot really. of great heist movie. Yeah, I liked it. Like, uh, I didn't really see it until like two years after it came out. And then I like watched it. And I was like, why did I never watch this? It's a side <laughs> movie. But like, I was like, I love this movie. So yeah, it's my yeah. super fun list. Hey, here, here on the high ground, that's why I say top three. So we're all sticking with the things we like. And yeah, no, no, no judgment here. Uh, only respect. Um, for, for me, so growing up, it was always Return of the Jedi was, was my favorite. I really feel like, and especially once I got into the books, I mean, one of the hallmarks on a lot of the books and some of the reasons why I love them is the separate but intertwining storylines that carry through them all. But that really didn't hit its like peak until Return of the Jedi. I feel like the the end of Return of the Jedi is peak Star Wars as far as the spectacle goes. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, later things you know, kind of switched up. Uh, recently, The Last Jedi has become my number one. Although it seems like I uh, between. Last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. It's whatever I watched more recently is my favorite. So, so they're, they're both up there. And then Return of the Jedi. Good but, list. <laughs> awesome. Is there something about as a bad list? Like, fully agree. Fully agree. <laughs> um, next thing I was gonna jump to. Oh, we also got the uh, Xcore Gamer Skills talking about the. <laughs> <laughs> I have my ROTJ font going on right now. Nice. <laughs> it's from the deleted cave, uh, cave scene. Yes, that's right. I knew it. <laughs> Love that. Um, you know, Jack Brody as Empire, uh, you know, Revenge of the Sith, and Tross as top three. Um Love it. I love it. It's, it's all unique, and that's why that's why I love talking to different people. You know, for for instance, for a long time, um, Rogue One was my bottom of my list until I had a bunch of people on here to talk about why they loved Rogue One, and then I rewatched it, and it moved up. No, it didn't move up a lot, but it did move up. <laughs> I, don't, I I think that's that's fun. Um, all right. So next one is going to be kind of a lightning round. Uh, so we're going to hit your guys' favorite character and favorite lightsaber. But before we do, it's going to show... So for Caleb, it's uh, Obi-Wan's favorite Jedi, his favorite character, with Qui-Gon's lightsaber, which is beautiful. Master 2187, um, Obi-Wan, but Darth Maul's double-bladed from The Phantom Menace. Specifically The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Although I do I do think that his uh, his later one that was like half an Inquisitor's and half... The Assassin's one in Rogue Masters. One is freaking awesome. It looks so yeah. cool. Or uh, Solo, excuse me. The end of yeah, Solo. Yes. That saber looks so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but the season seven, like, double-bladed half, like, new saber and his original saber looked really cool to me. Oh, yeah. that's, that's true as well. 
Uh, we got uh, Luke and favorite savior is Sidious or Windu. Darth Sidious's hilt is so classy and like I don't know, it's 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 beautiful. And my buddy Isaac, favorite Jedi Qui Gon. Hates Dooku. <laughs> but the lightsaber is The lightsaber is dope. <laughs> got um, we got uh, James O'Connell here. It used to be Kit Fisto. Now it's Ray. Uh, Fair lightsaber is Ray or Gunji's. Gunji's hilt is beautiful. Mm. The wood, it's like so beautifully crafted. Um, Jordan Respect, Jones. James. Respect. Solid also agreeing with it. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right, so uh, how about you guys? Uh, we'll start with uh, Nico. All right, my favorite Jedi. I used to say Ray, but then everybody was like, you cosplay Obi-Wan. And I was like, that is a good point. Obi-Wan is a classy guy. So Obi-Wan has moved up over Ray, but I still love Ray. No wrong answer. <laughs> no wrong answer. And for lightsaber, it used to be like, ah, oh, the flashiest lightsaber is the coolest one, but. The more I spend, the more practical my lightsaber has to become. <laughs> so I have landed on Obi-Wan for just, just because he has a nice grip, a nice area. I don't have to use two hands. I can single hand it and do yeah. just fine. It's probably my favorite lightsaber right now. It's, it's funny, especially once you start getting your hands on certain sabers that you thought were cool. And then you're like... Like you, you pick up Revan's lightsaber and it feels like you're holding blades in your hand. And you're like, how do you you're trying to why? fight while you're holding a cheese grater? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, how about you, Master Allen? Um, so Yoda and I already talked a lot about why when I had the second place in just a little while ago, mm-hmm. there's, I, there's just so many things about him. Um, and there, there's not, there really isn't a lightsaber from the films or, the, the cartoons or whatever that I like because they are all all so rough on your hands and like and so for spinners some of the like people that do a lot of the, the flow tricking and things like that some of the handles you can kind of get away with because they have a big enough area you can hold that it doesn't rip your hands into cottage cheese but if you're gonna two hand and you're gonna <laughs> train with people and spar and things like that they're all just like nope no, this is this is pain with a flashlight inside it. And so the, <laughs> like the closest one is Qui Gon, but the yeah. re- and the rest of them are just awful. And the Graflex, I I wouldn't just nowhere near it. Um, I started learning with the Graflex. <laughs> the worst. It's so it's I so just hard started to with that. I it's hate it. So, oh God, it's it awful. is so terrible to spend. There's nowhere to put your hand. There's just no. nowhere. Even Eventually, if you have small hands, you there's nowhere like, to put your hand. Like, I tried up here to hold it because I can't hold it down here. I tried but there's not enough space. And it just, That's yeah, no. the grip that I would use when I started. Yeah, it's terrible. And then if your hands are small enough to fit in there, you can't get all the way around it. So it's like you're holding a mag light, and then you can't spin it because of that reason. They're awful. Um, oh, there, yeah, it's like a handful from, of Legos with a yes. lightsaber. This is awesome. <laughs> yes. um, there's, there's one from the comic book that I'm actually really excited about, and it's a little bit like Gungie's. And so somebody brought that up. But so Buckets of Blood from the IDW comic. I know some mm. of you guys have gotten a chance to read them. And so Torben Buck's saber is the, the handle is wood. And it looks like the bottom of an axe handle. Mm. And so there was a drawing of it in the, the last issue or maybe the issue before or something like that. 
And so that one is, that, that is currently my favorite one also because I'm trying to figure out how to make it so that I can deliver on a promise I made to um, uh, Daniel Jose Older in one of his lives where I was like, yeah, I'll cosplay Buckets of Blood, no problem. And now undertaking that is like, if I finish that by Christmas, I'm going to be super proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I oh no I can't say that anyways, <laughs> um I, I just had some new new cosplays that I would like to pull from the High Republic but uh, we shall see I won't announce them until after the 29th of this month so <laughs> that's not cool I mean, I mean, no that's not acceptable give us one like tease one. Uh, well, actually, I do. Uh, I do like. Um, no, and I can't even really say that. No, there's there's just there's spoilers from from some from some stuff that's just not. Uh, out there, okay. Um, but, yeah, but maybe it could be like the Tom Holland of like you know <laughs> cosplay spoilers. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, for. For me, you know, favorite character, and also, uh, you know, I, I mean, I've already talked about Plo Koon, um, and then Gunji's lightsaber is just beautiful and it looks so comfortable. And I, I love the concept of incorporating wood in the hilt. Um, back in, in Legends, I was like obsessed with uh, Plo Koon's master, which was uh, Tavoka, um, also, yellow lightsaber, it wouldn't help. It's just just the coolest thing, <laughs> and I can't remember. Did I start with you, Hannah? <laughs> no, no, no. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, favorite okay. character and lightsaber. My favorite character is Obi Wan, and hands down, always will be Obi Wan. And that's why I had my Graflex in my hand. I was like, this was my this was my favorite until I actually got my hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite lightsaber now is Ray's lightsaber, like her. Uh, the one she gets at the end. Like that I one's love not the way bad. I love yeah. the way it turns on and it it's my favorite. I want one so bad. <laughs> I know a guy. You might, have, you might have to message me. Might have to message me. This is yeah. sponsored by Level Up oh Lightsaber. No, no, <laughs> better than a stick. Um, yeah, a lightsaber. So better than a stick. I, it's a hot stick. Yes. Uh, um, Isaac has been has, has been exchanging some stuff with Core. Um, so Isaac, if you are a fan of Chaco's pod, there, he's, there's, there's a link. You can click the link and the lightsabers are there. You can do that while you're watching us. Cause I assume you're on a computer and you can do that. <laughs> you could got, you could get a lightsaber through Chaco's link. Or if you were Nico's fan, wait a minute. There we go. Nico's <laughs> fan. Nico's got a link too. Ah, nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I love my, my sabers classy. It's just over there right now. But this is Chaco's um, house, so I gotta I gotta push Chaco. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's all about uh, I do love my level up lights. I I've been hurt before and so I was happy Master Allen came through. Um I go ahead. watching his videos of him literally just beating everything. I'm <laughs> like, geez, like that might need that. Might need one of those. <laughs> I don't, the way you just beat things with them, like if the saber can withstand that, may need to grab one. <laughs> so Isaac, check out um, Chaco's either his his uh, Instagram or his TikTok. 
and you'll be able to to do the oh Chaco's gone. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll reach out to, to Isaac. Uh, Isaac is a friend I've known for for years. Perfect. Um, but yes. Uh, how about you, uh, Great Ghost? Um, so when I was a kid, it was Anakin because, you know, emotions are a problem when you're a little child and you have a full <laughs> spectrum of human emotions. So it seemed, you know, relatable, but now I really like Darth Bane. I've been reading a lot of legends books about him and Darth Xana and, um, for favorite lightsaber hilt, it's either like the empire strikes back version of the Graflex or Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker Thin Neck. Either one of those would be perfect for me. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, awesome choices. And huge fan of uh, the Bane trilogy myself. Uh, I, I wish that we could get someone like like Githany in, uh, in, in yeah. canon. I think that would be interesting. But anyways, that's a whole separate topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to be doing an Old Republic Full podcast episode um, once, well, once Sawyerism actually finishes uh, the books. But you know, whatever. No, no stress on her. <laughs> no pressure. Yes, there's pressure, uh, but not mean pressure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you guys are all awesome at spinning your lightsabers and have tons and tons of videos on them and. Um, I'm I'm curious. I, I believe Grey Ghost uh, Jedi has the fastest Obi Annie. I, I would I would bet. Oh on. yes, I do. I don't know. Yes, Hannah's, do. Hannah's is Hannah's is really good. Hannah. I've been I've been challenging everybody, but people don't respond, and people say that they're scared of me. But I I don't want to say that. Um, <laughs> but I think I do. I think I do. I'm I'm. It's not like an ego thing. I'm just I, like. I, mean, I, I still, I still want to want to see it because Hannah's is, is really fast. Nico, you're always in your room, and I, I know you can, you can give it some more gas, uh, <laughs> a little bit more, more room. I um, might have to go outside. <laughs> uh, we got a, a donation. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, what's up, Ellen? Good old Element Seven. Shout out to Master Allen and the Saber community. Um, that's a nice good. We always talk about fully represented. Always, always. They include uh, blades. <laughs> and yes, Isaac, they do they include blades. They include uh, blades. Shipping's free too. International shipping as well. <laughs> Podcast, <laughs> commercial, whatever. It's yeah. You know. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what was that? How'd you guys get into that and get to get to your guys' levels? And also, real quick, uh, Nico, if you end up do having to leave, totally cool. Um, so just just let, let me know. Uh, All right. Yeah. And for this one, I guess I'm going to start with uh, Master Allen. Um, so we we kind of got that uh, you started with some some martial arts. Um, I'm curious about you know, where that came from and, um, and that journey. That's so I've been doing martial arts longer than a lot of you guys have been alive because that's what happens when you're closing in on forty. <laughs> um, so I did my first karate class in 1993. And so we moved down to Kentucky from Massachusetts and finding activities was really hard because as I mentioned earlier, I was the fat kid with asthma and there's a whole lot of stuff here in Kentucky that I'm allergic to. And cold air was also a problem. So there's basically, there wasn't a sport that I could do and also breathe. And breathing in sports are like, like really important. And so I ended up taking a martial arts class. 
uh, and I know I look it, but I'm a quarter Japanese. Uh, my grandmother's originally from Okinawa. And so that was part of looking I picked for, it up when you mentioned her maiden name. <laughs> <laughs> Meimoto didn't sound European. Uh, <laughs> and it's Meimoto, not Meiamoto. I had that wrong for a really long time uh, in my youth. Um, but uh, but that was that was part of looking for a karate school versus um, a martial art that wasn't in you know, originally Japanese. And so that was the beginning of my martial arts journey. Then that was, you know, being an instructor was my job in high school. And then I went to college because I thought I wanted to do something else. But it turns out that most people are, are kind of like, you're only good at like two or three things. And so <laughs> mine is apparently being a martial arts instructor. Um, and that has given me the opportunity and the resources to cross train in a whole bunch of different martial arts. Um, uh, Arnis Lanata and uh, Ignacio Kali, which is super similar to uh, everybody that, if you guys have seen any of Big Bang Mike stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the uh, Ensenado family is his his mom's family. She was in that last episode of Mando, mm-hmm. or no, um, the uh, the Ahsoka episode of Mando. Uh, but the Ensenado Kali is super similar to the Ignacio Kali, the guy I trained with. Um, studied with a bunch of those people out there in LA. Um, uh, and so all of those things together are then what sort of brought me into sabering. So most of my uh, genesis for lightsaber is like um, some of the Aikikan, which is the samurai sword Nikido, some other Kenjutsu, um, a little bit of Kendo, um, a ton of Philippine stuff. Plus um, I've done a little bit of the like peasant sword which is sort of ninja sword sort of that's, that's complicated because ninja didn't technically exist. Like we think they did and the ninja sword didn't technically exist. Like we thought it did, but a sort of that size did exist and you did use it <laughs> different from Katana. So, um, uh, that was like, that, that was the beginning of all of that. And then keeping people in my sword class is really hard because I'd hand you a wooden sword and say, pretend this is a sword. And most people could get like 75, 80% of the way there. And then as soon as I discovered companies that made durable lightsabers, then I started getting a few here and there as, as you know, the dojo could afford it. And when I hand somebody a hundred dollar flashlight and say, pretend this is a lightsaber, everybody is 115% there right away <laughs> and they are ready <laughs> and they are enthusiastic. Um, and so it let me teach my samurai sword curriculum and then mix in some other stuff as I've had people get more experience. But it let me teach that samurai sword curriculum in a context where more people more excitedly participate. And that was that's sort of how I got here. And then I started selling lightsabers because I've had a lot of really negative experience with customer service from different companies. And uh, you purchased from Ultra Sabers, didn't you? <laughs> I, I've, I've purchased from a lot of companies and I haven't had a good customer service experience yet. Um, with the exception of, I will say very good things about Kyberlight. I've talked to their owner a couple of times in the process of getting to where I am. And that dude is a very good dude. Um, but, but I have, I've had lots of, lots of struggles <laughs> with customer service. And I was just like, you know what? I bet even with being, being dad, husband, Master Allen at a martial arts school, and like I bet I can do better customer service than this. 
And I have gotten a lot of positive feedback about that customer service up to this point. And so I want to, I want to believe that at this point, uh, uh, I'm, I'm delivering on that goal. And I realized that this was not supposed to be a speech. And I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but it's, like, it took me 27 years to get to where I'm at. So it's hard to summarize. <laughs> no, I, I mean, lots, lots of experience. Um, also, I mean, with, I think it's cool that you do like lives and stuff while you're packaging savers. We can ask questions and stuff like that and see that they're going out. Uh, cool stuff like that. So we appreciate someone that is actually bridging that gap. Because like I said, I've, I've been hurt before. Um, I, I, I won a lightsaber in November on it. And uh, when I received it um, in late February, um, it was the wrong one. And it wasn't even the correct color variant of what the other one should have been. And it rattled. Everything was falling apart. The things weren't, uh, the buttons weren't seated properly. Like, everything possible. And I was like. Oh, I'm thinking of two companies you probably got that from. <laughs> I had this of... conversation with Chaco when it happened. I know who it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We anyway. already talked about it. <laughs> I've been hurt before. Um Hannah, how about how about you? How how'd you get started with your uh, your mad skills? You, you mentioned um, well, now I can't think of their, their names. So yeah, go ahead. Michelle Smith and Big <laughs> yes. Daddy Yankee. So I was on uh, TikTok. I started like my I started my TikTok account a year ago, like a year and a few days ago, and uh, I was just scrolling, just looking on TikTok, and then I came across Big Daddy Yankee, uh, Carly King, one of her photos, and I was like, no way they actually make lightsabers. Like there can't be. Like, you don't actually make lightsabers. I can't. So I saw, and I bought one. I made the mistake. I bought from Ultra Saber, so that was a bad thing. Um, but then I, because it was the start of uh, COVID, everything shut down. I lost my job. And I was like, all right, I need a hobby. And I saw, I was waiting for my lightsaber. So then I bought one off Amazon to get there quicker. And I just was, like, playing with it. And then I stumbled across Michelle C. Smith. So I was like, okay, I can, so like, I, I know her, th she's she can so throw, good. she's amazing. Like, yeah, I, can't. I, I just want, I, to be Michelle C. Smith would be amazing. Like, just to throw that and not have to worry about whacking yourself, would, I would love it. But, um, yeah, so I, that's kind of where I started. And then I kind of stopped for, like, a month because I was like, there's not much I can do. I was I was getting like real frustrated. And then I kind of used it as a coping mechanism because my dog passed away. So I started spinning like more frequently and spinning on TikTok. And then from there, it just kind of taken off. So if as crappy as it sounds, if my dog didn't pass away, I wouldn't have focused more on that to help me relieve like all my stress and everything from that situation. So it's been kind of it's been okay, cool. Sophie, don't don't listen. Don't listen to her. I know. Puppy, <laughs> be quiet. Don't listen. I didn't even notice. Everything's you fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> You're fine, dog. You're, you, you will not ever experience what he had to. I promise you'll be okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it it really helped like spinning and starting a community on tiktok really helped me after everything that happened between losing my job and losing my dog and covid just in general was yeah. like screwing everyone over 
but yeah, ever since then, I've been learning off of Michelle C. Smith. Um, I've watched a bunch of Grey Ghost Jedi's videos too to help me. So thanks for making some videos. <laughs> no problem. Just a just a few here and there. I've been like, let me let me look at that video and see how he's doing that, so I can mimic it. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's practically how I learned. Besides Michelle C. Smith tutorials, I've watched like lightsaber videos and been like, I bet I could mimic that. And then I just like sit there for like twenty minutes trying exactly how they're doing it, and then eventually get it. Like I'll get mad if I didn't get it. And I was like, I got this. I promise I can get it. And then I get it. So. That's it's so, it's, it's funny because it, it always they all look so easy and you're like oh reverse obi ante super easy and then you're like where does my arm go yeah <laughs> my elbow doesn't bend the way that it does in the video <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how it was learning it because i was trying to mock this one guy who did it and i was like i can do that and then i was watching it and i kept like smacking myself in the face so I was like, well, I can, if I move it this way, and then just kept boop, boop. And I was like, all right, maybe not that way. But the amount of fail videos I have to actual working videos is like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. And how about, how about you, Grey Ghost? Uh, so um, like Master Allen, I did study under karate, specifically Kempo karate, which is just, you know, American karate, um, which was brought over um, by Ed Park, Ed Parker, I'm not too sure. But um, throughout Parker, my... Kempo, is it, was it with an N or with an M? N. That's Ed Parker. Okay. Um, so I started with Kenpo karate and while learning that I kind of was on and off because my, most of the stuff I would learn was from my, mm, excuse me, my dad and he was a black belt karate as well. Um, and while learning from my dad and various dojo masters, I was also learning Aido and Kendo to help with sword fighting. And then, uh, this is like, you know, when I was starting to like, you know, make my own lightsabers in my backyard out of PVC and like crutches after my <laughs> brother had ALS surgery. I, I made a makeshift lightsaber out of crutches. And I was just, you know, watching the Star Wars movies in my living room. I would watch Anakin do the Obi Annie. And eventually I got it and added speed. And eventually my arm got strong enough that I could do it as fast as I'm able to do now. Um, and then my first lightsaber I actually had was a Master Replica's Anakin Force Effects lightsaber, and that's what I started out with. It was a pain. Raflexes are the most uncomfortable <laughs> saber you can ever use while learning to spin, so don't get one. If you're spinning with it, get one for display. Um, but yeah, it was just a pain. The the grips weren't rubber, they were plastic. The activation clamp switch got in the way, so did the cover tech wheel. The bunny ears were a pain, but I somehow managed to uh, rip it the proper way to, you know, start learning, you know, the figure eight crossover, just basic saber spins. And then eventually I just started adapting into new moves from Clone Wars, the sequel movies, just, you know, add, creating my own style and even creating my some of my own moves, like the tornado spin. And like Master Allen said, the more you do it, you kind of just create your own style. So, yeah. 
Awesome. I love it. And so you said that you have to make your arms stronger to go faster? Because I'll start working out so I can I go mean, faster. Football did help a lot and just strength training for that. Um, but it does help if you have a tiny bit of muscle, but it's more just muscle memory and getting used to the actual movement than it is strength. But um, strength training does help with stamina and so you don't cramp up your arm when doing it too fast. Real, real speed is also making sure you get your length the ratio right because mm, if yeah, it's too definitely. long you're not going to be able to be fast and if Pretty it's too short track. it won't have enough mass and then you run into the same problem but the other direction so you got there's going to be a sweet spot for your length that is the the fastest you can be um and that might be like a 28 it might be a 32 like whatever um i know a lot of the stuff that you and i use in our videos are the 36 and ditto for great ghost because that's a lot of things ship with a 36 but like if you want to focus on Keep going. Give me one second to take care of my dog. No problem. Yeah, if you want to, if, if you want to like speed, it's you got to find the length that you don't have to do the goofy thing with your elbow to keep them hitting the ground. Oh yeah. Because yeah, mine's like almost as tall as me. <laughs> right. And so you're having to do this little, like yeah, it's almost like go. a chicken wing motion. Yeah. So you don't hit the ground. Right. And so you have to get, you have to get your blade at a length where you don't have to do that to get it to come around. And that's going to be where you're going to maximize your speed. I started with 36-inch blades, and I noticed they bended. Like, you know, when I spun them too fast, they created too much drag. So I'm at a 34-inch now, which is, like, perfect. So 34-inch? Yeah. yeah. I'm writing all these that's how you. That's, that's how you know 30, it is 32 is my sweet spot. fast when it has too much drag. Uh, you're like, the air resistance, I need... It has like a spoiler on it, yeah. <laughs> well, on the um, the the neopixel blades because there's more weight in the blade down the length. Yeah. Then that's that that's that's also part of it. And yeah, then Corellia, that's... good to see you. And so she asked the 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 depending on your blade, how you cut it. And so the neopixel blades, so like Hannah had hers in the background. It had the multicolor. And Ghost has done his a couple of times where when you spark it, the light travels down the length of the blade. Do not cut NeoPixel blades. Mm -mm. Order them to the link that you want. Do not cut them. But the base blade saber, so like the one that I sent you however long ago that was now, um, the easiest way to do it is you get a pipe cutter, and they're going to be like 10 bucks on Amazon, and you find the link that you want to cut it, and the pipe cutter is going to spin around, and you tighten it, and then you spin around, and you tighten it. Um, but that'll let you customize your blade length to you so that you can customize it to your height and then the tube will come off. There'll be some plastic film. You just snip that with a pair of scissors. And then your blade is now customized. Um, and it's super fast. Do you um, use the hip trick? Hmm? The hip trick? Tug. Uh, so Tug. basically the way to find out your perfect blade length, stand oh, yeah, up yeah, yeah. the saber next to your hip. And if it goes up to your hip, that's like the perfect length. If it goes past your hip bone, like up to your waist, it's too like too long. So right about at your hip bone would be like the perfect size. That's also going to depend on the length of well, your hilt, though, right? Well, but it, yeah, depending shoulder. on the hilt, too. <laughs> so, well, but it's the arm-to-leg geometry of the ground. That's yeah. why. Um, but the, the, one that, the one that I use, because this, this is because uh, arm length is actually a lot more variable than you realize because you're teaching 20, 30 people. Uh, you hold the handle where you're going to hold it. And then you relax your arm down at your side and you want the blade to stop on the ground right in front of your toes. All of my oh. lightsabers are too long then. <laughs> How tall are you, Hannah? 
I'm five foot four. Yeah. So you, you probably need like, you probably need to be like in, I would start with like a 32 inch and you may even need to go shorter than that. But that's, yeah. Cause I have a 30 inch and then I have a 32 inch, but they're super light. Cause I can spin my NeoPixel faster than I can spin my, uh, my baselet one. It's so more I'm, weight in the blade. So it's, yeah. So I might have to get a 32 inch NeoPixel blade. Hopefully. Make sure you reset your programs because your your electronics aren't going to know that all of a sudden there are less pixels. Yeah, your chip drag might get screwed up. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I'll ask <laughs> I'll ask my buddies how to do that because I just figured out how to like program lightsaber. So I'll ask them before I mess up anything. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, Nico, I know you're newer to Star Wars, but uh, how did you start getting into your spins? Um, I had a Disney Parks Kylo Ren hilt that I bought like after I watched the movies, and it was really thinking back, it was a really thick handle, even for me. So now it's like, how was I even doing anything with that lightsaber? <laughs> now I gotta have super skinny lightsabers so I can have proper yeah. grip on them. Legacy sabers aren't one to one scale, they like <laughs> yeah. here. They're like well, gigantic. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not movie accurate. No, this is yeah. huge. Yeah, and like like the ones at the Disney park and stuff are, are just enormous as well. But I mean, Master Allen was doing a nice little series called Will It Spin? Um, and he was obeying things that were not supposed oh. to be obeying. <laughs> so. Anna did one too, I think. Anna oh, did, yeah. yeah. Anna did a clump too. I've done three of them. One of them got taken down though because I used like an actual like sword. TikTok didn't uh, like that. Yeah. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> oh, TikTok. Gotta love them. They love taking my videos down. But uh, yeah, no, that was a super fun series. I even spun a lamp and a leaf blower. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oddly enough, I learned how to obiani from uh, from nunchucks. I don't know. I was walking around San Francisco mm. and I got a pair of training nunchucks and. I just started going nuts on them and like learning those years ago. And then when so when I when I picked up a lightsaber, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. There's actually less get, stuff to want to get nunchucks, but I don't it, think they're legal here. It's super weird just do the Obi Annie with nunchucks because I did it with nunchucks before and it just it was weird just because it kept like moving because I've never picked up nunchucks and I was like Hold closer is, to the bottom. Yeah. It'll fix that. Mm. Yeah. The closer you are to the rope, the more wiggle you're <laughs> going to get as it changes direction. If you're all the way to the bottom, then it won't do that. I don't have them anymore, but if I did, I'd, I'd mess with them more. <laughs> Certain no. states, a nunchuck is something that is covered by like the concealed carry. So like different states treat nunchucks differently as a weapon. And so like I live in a state where I can just like have them in my car for no reason, which as a martial arts instructor is handy. Because I've got a lot of weird, random stuff in my car. <laughs> but when I go and visit friends at the schools in Massachusetts, it's very, very different. Yeah, I live in I can have the swords. I can't have the ninja. Uh, I hope they're not illegal where I'm at, because I just posted a confession about just it. Just don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. You're what right. they don't know doesn't hurt them. It's you're not right. like a... Uh, hopefully you're not driving around uh, fighting them. I mean... <laughs> um, you know, Michael Angel is my favorite... My favorite turtle as well. Um, okay, and I, I know. I think Nico might have to get going real quick, but um, oh yeah, sorry, Nico. 
<laughs> <I'll miss> <laughs> so real quick, I, I also wanted to kind of talk about you know our, our favorite um, duels, you know, throughout uh, throughout the trilogies. And since Nico has to take off, can you can you hit me with uh, your favorite one from each trilogy? All right, my favorite duel from the sequels is the Last Jedi Throne Room duel. I just love everything leading up, and then when that moment happens, it's just like, oh my god, this movie's still going. <laughs> <laughs> and from the original trilogy, it is Luke invader and the first time they do it i just like how you can tell vader's kind of patient testing he's just kind of holding his own and luke is still there just like emotional yeah which and then he becomes more of a jedi later on which i love and then in the prequels it is of course anakin versus obi-wan revenge of the sith that is i every time i look at it i'm still like how like even now i'm like I need to train to do some of these moves consecutively, at least for one good take. <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. Um, awesome, man. I, I appreciate it. any. I mean, feel free to hang, hang out until, until you have to go. Right, I just no, want to make sure I got stuff from you. Uh, <laughs> but I, I will go up to. Um, All right, guys. I'll see you later. All right, I have to go to work. Thank you for having me on, Taco. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And Appreciate I'll see you guys all on TikTok. Thanks, everyone, for watching. <laughs> nice to hang out with you, dude. <laughs> you too, guys. Later. Yes. Later. All right. All right, so real quick, I'm going to hit the... I arranged them, sequels, original prequels, because I, I do feel like the sequels have the weakest dueling. Um, and, uh, so let's... De depending on what exactly interests you in, in dueling. So, all right, let's hit sequels first. What What is your favorite duel? We'll go to, we'll start with Hannah. Um, but yeah, favorite duel. Um, I think my favorite duel, I'm like stuck between two, the throne room, because I love just the whole aesthetic of it and them just literally beating the crap out of everyone. Or um, when Ray and Kylo are versing on the Death Star like pieces, it was, I think, it, it's been a while since I watched yeah. the sequels, but yeah, the Death Star, and it's like all the water and everything. I really like that one too. So it's but the tie between those two. Okay, love it. Uh, how about you, uh, Grey Ghost? Um, for the sequels, I do like the Force Awakens, and I also like it's not really a lightsaber duel, but I like Ben Solo going up against the Knights of Ren. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, the choreography that was wonderful. Yeah. He you get to see the the change in him, um, like entirely he's, different person, duelists, and like has flow and stuff. Like yeah, because yeah. he didn't fight like Kylo; he fought like Ben. Like yeah. that was a like, and they made really intentional stylistic things that, like, I'm not a huge fan of JJ, but I really appreciated the the design of that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, and then also, you guys feel free to, I mean, uh, elaborate more into like why why you like the duels. Um, so yeah. Uh, how about you, uh, Alan? All right. So my top three, two of them are in The Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> so the and now the fight teams for Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker, there was a lot of overlap in the fight teams. The fight team for The Last Jedi was different, which isn't that – it's not that unusual. But so the, the, the choreography design was really different. Like So the, the first and third movies has a lot of similarity. 
And then that, that the bridge movie has got a lot of things unique to it. But so if you break down anytime you're watching a fight scene, especially when you're rewatching it. And so Hannah, as you're like looking for stuff you want to emulate and ghost, I know, you know, you talk about doing this too. When you look at the choreography, if you break it, if you break the story of the fight down, like the same way that you would diagram, like, you know, a play or the, or the, the narrative structure or whatever, most of most fight scenes are three act structure. It's so like force awakens the big fight at the end. First act, Kylo is wrecking stuff. Middle act, Ray taps into the force. She surprises Kylo and she almost beats him. And then the third act, when Kylo gets like mad and you know that stuff is about to go wrong, the third act doesn't get to happen because the planet splits in half. So there's this like this undelivered like thing. And I don't, I don't love that fight, but I appreciate that story. Mm-hmm. The last Jedi throne room fight scene is, it is so awesome for so many reasons. And it has the biggest freaking like tease in the whole movie. So every Raylo you talk to, they have at some point had, as a wallpaper on their computer or their phone or whatever <laughs> scene in that fight where like right. Ray is kind of reaching back and, you know, and so that, that moment where their bodies make this yin yang shape is the, the peak of the second act of that fight scene. So in the first act they're separate and they're fighting separately and they're sort of bringing themselves closer together in that middle act. They are fighting together and they show us in that middle act of that fight scene how good it is, like how good they could be, the thigh grab. <laughs> like they show us like how awesome they could be. Like when it's when it's working, when they're a team and when they're together, this is how awesome it is. This is how good they are. This is unstoppable. Yeah. And then it and so it was like it was they sort of rotated in and then they rotated back apart from each other in the third act as they as they separate. And then there's the reach for the saber that breaks the saber that concludes that. Right. And so like that, the story of that, plus the beauty of the choreography, plus the way that like Lucas was huge on using color to tell story and like that whole throne room, like there's all of this red and the red gets burned away. And because like, you know, the different colors representing different people and different emotions and all the, all these things. And there's all this, the, the yin yang stuff that sort of, like re-solidifies and then we get down to crate where everything's white. And when you disturb the ground, now the red's back. And so there's like the, the throne room fight scene then transitions down to the Luke and Kylo fight scene where Kylo's choreography, like that anger that he comes out and he brings it. Luke is the exact same sequence of strikes that Ray was using to train against the rock. And so when people hate (laughs) on the house, like when, when people hate on that and it's like, no, 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 that's, that's there on purpose. That's part of this story. And if you didn't notice, that's okay. The only reason why I know is because I'm a nerd and I took it apart <laughs> to copy it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that what I'm doing is normal. I'm past that point. I'll have to, I'm sorry, but I'll have to disagree with you about the last Jedi duel and its choreography. I do see some moments where like, you know, especially for this scene, I'm sure you guys have seen like three people attack Ray at once. I do like the cinematography, the mise en scene, the colors. It's very great use, but the choreography, I don't know. It's not the best, like compared to the Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. 
That's um, a, that is a stylistic difference. That is not a better or worse evaluation. Uh, you are talking about your subjective preference, and that's cool. But you can't say you can't say best. But when three people attack Ray and she kicks one of the people, and then the three people fall back. Do you want to break well, I mean, down the Return of the Jedi fight scene? <laughs> well, and, like, and so it's a Star Wars fight. There's there's a lot of like, oh, we're going to use choreography to make the fight. Go and longer. then just, the disappearing weapon. I mean, it's it's cool. I like the scenes. I like you know the you know the noticeable difference of Ray's lightsaber technique and how she's somewhat improved after practicing with the lightsaber and getting more familiar with it. But at the same time, I just feel like they could have done a little bit better with the scene. But you know, that's just my opinion. No, can no, I, and can I interject? Please do. I I this is completely off topic, but I do like when Kylo literally just stabs someone in the head with it. Like he just boops that and turns was it cool. On. I like that scene. That was I cool. didn't want to get in while you guys were going at it, but I wanted to add in that when he got stabbed in the face, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Pretty cool. <laughs> that was a great moment. <laughs> Fantastic so, moment. No, I, I just I just want to say, because I, I don't want this to be a, like... No, 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 no. But I will say real, 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 real quick, I mean, when you watch a scene, like, for one thing, Ray doesn't actually kick three people, like, three people attack... Two of them spin off. She kicks one of them. But yeah, there are absolutely different issues in choreography. So if we are, if the goal is only choreography, then then that is that is one thing. Um, but the story of the fight, yeah. the emotion, the cinematography, having the actors there and how the camera moves through the scene, zooming in and out on people's faces, moving, panning over here. Because we're always going to be able to find issues in the prequels we see Anakin get his lightsaber stuck on his cloak once. We see, for some reason, Palpatine has Anakin's hilt when he's fighting Mace Windu. Um, yeah, Obi-Wan and Anakin switch lightsabers. Stuff like that. Well, and so, sometimes you film choreography that you don't end up using. Yeah. Which is the... Like, there was uh, a scene the where Palpatine grabbed Anakin's lightsaber, but that was later deleted. That's why there's like a scene of him using Anakin's lightsaber. And there's, there's the saber switch that Kenobi has... With Anakin in the Mustafar fight, but here's the here's here, as a as a martial artist. Once upon a time, I was extremely critical of all basically stage combat because fights in movies aren't like fights in real life, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And one of them is because fights in real life are over in five seconds, and if you don't know what you're doing. Then and if so you're watching that minutes. fight, like, like not only is it over really fast, but it, you can't tell what happened. And so a stage fight has to tell a story with action. Like a martial arts movie and a musical, it's the exact same formula. But a martial arts movie uses a choreographed fight scene to demonstrate that something important happened either with a character or between two characters. And a musical uses a big song and dance number. And like, you're not going to walk in Kroger and all of a sudden see somebody break into song as they are stacking toilet paper. <laughs> but it happens in musicals because it's not about this action that isn't real. It's about using that moment to convey emotion in a different way because it's a visual medium. And so if you've got a preference for like the, the original trilogy fight scenes that are a certain style or the prequel fight scenes that are a certain style, like we have between the, the three trilogies, we have four different styles of choreography. 
And so like it's, it is completely valid and totally fine to have a preferred style. There are a lot of people that really like the OT. That's the very patient kind of movie ask, you know, and sort of thing. To prequels, it's Wushu Kung Fu. And then is sequels like Hema. I, I feel like it's a little bit more um, inspired. The, the prequels are, they are described as being Wushu, but most of the fight teams are not Wushu people. There were more Asian martial artists and, um, uh, sequel fight teams, uh, mm. fight teams, and there were on the prequel ones, but that's just a, um, like the, the one that is most like, you know, like a, a Chinese opera fight scene is the last Jedi throne room. Um, like that's of all the choreography. That's the one that's most like that. And the prequels are a lot of wire work, which we sort of, we have, we associate with that style of movie, but that was just a, that was a filming technology more, even more than, yeah. No, that's that's interesting. Um, I'm really excited to get to the OT now. <laughs> yeah, so I, I put the OT in, in the middle. It's actually my favorite, uh, my favorite era. Personally. Did Ghost get to go? Did I go last? Uh, no, no, Greg goes already. You went, you went yeah, last. Yeah. Okay. Um, original trilogy is actually my favorite because of just the the emotions and uh, the filming techniques behind. Uh, behind the duel, specifically uh, Luke versus Vader for the first time in Empire is is my is my favorite duel in Star Wars. But uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll get. I don't want to take anything from anyone else, so I'll, I'll let uh, Greg goes go first. Uh, original trilogy. Um, I know this is kind of weird, but I do like the first lightsaber duel. I really do. Um, like I like the idea of. Obi-Wan being so old and wise and like that's why the it doesn't take a lot of energy for him to like parry moves it's kind of cool because you think he's this mastered like you know he's this experienced with lightsaber dueling but he does have to deal with his old age but you know he's still so experienced that he doesn't have to put like all the flashiness into his sorcery movements that he did when he was in the Clone Wars per se um, but he can just accurately pinpoint each strike. Oh, Hannah just disappeared from us. Yeah, Hannah dropped out. But uh, happens from time to time. Maybe it's because she was filming on her cell phone, so uh, she'll probably pop back up. Yep. She's back. Hey. It disconnected. over there. It, it randomly yeah. just shut off. Hello. <laughs> Sorry it's about okay. that. Crisis averted. No worries. Uh, but yeah, going continue. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think the New Hope duel, like, you know, it's probably not the best from what we've seen now, the prequels, it's, you know, more flashy stuff. But I just like the idea because sword fighting in real life is not flashy. It's most sword fights last one or two seconds. So I, I feel like that was the most accurate version of, you know, sword fighting shown in Star Wars. That's why I like it the most. Yeah, I, I really do enjoy that fight. People always ask me, what do you think of, uh, was it scene 35 or 42 or whatever? Um, yeah. The uh, one on YouTube. And I, I don't want to break people's heart, but I hate it so much. Like, it, it, it like, I think it feels, it's, cool. It feels, it's cool choreography, but it yeah. feels soulless. It's out of place for that movie, I feel yeah. like. Um, your thoughts, Master Allen? OT? So my favorite part about talking about the OT choreography has absolutely nothing to do. It's, it's all about the meta and not about the storytelling. Like, or the, you know, the story layer, it's all the meta layer. 
Um, so like there are a lot of people that list that Empire Strikes Back saber fight as their as their favorite. There are a lot of Star Wars fans that that is their go to. And, and they talk about how dramatic it feels, how it feels like Vader is toying with Luke for parts of it, and some other things like that. And so they ran into a huge problem with the original trilogy. The Vader costume, Vader couldn't have his hands above his face because of the cowl. And so his arm movements was, were really, really limited. And so when you watch the choreography, Vader can basically do four corners. He's doing like a, like a, a really, really basic... Um, parry and swing set of movements that he can physically do in the costume and so in order to disguise that limitation they use a lot of forced perspective and they make luke's choreography really complex and it's it's completely like a sleight of hand thing and so you don't notice how how limited vader is having to be because luke is doing all this really unnecessary twisting like there's one point where he hits on one side and then twists his body all the way around so that he can hit on the same side. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I always, <laughs> I always laugh about that part. I just, but it's, I, it's, and so like that, like the, terrible. So it kind of makes sense. But yeah, I, I always like that next to the office uh, thing of like, don't do the twirl. <laughs> I hate the twirl. <laughs> but that's, yeah. and, but it was, it's entirely a, it was a filmmaking trick for lack of a better word to compensate for, a, a mechanical problem that they had that they didn't have a good solution for. You know, now but they have a good was, canon explanation for it now, which is awesome. Like, which, you know. yeah, but like, but that, that's like the canon explanation on Luke's green lightsaber. Like, I appreciate yeah. that there's like there's a canon reason, but the canon, like, the explanation comes after, yeah, after the mechanical solution. So the meta to me is more interesting because that's the that was the we encountered a problem when we solved it this way. And then all the hand waving after the fact is like that was that was George Lucas handing off to somebody else to solve a problem that he didn't think was a problem because he solved the problem that was important to him, yeah. which was the mechanical problem of filming and the story stuff like the Well, what about this? It's a metaphor. OK, I don't you handle that. And that was <laughs> and, and so that that to me is one of the really interesting and fascinating things. The Star Wars movies were mechanical failures on so many levels and for it to have become this huge thing that we all love like he had to invent special effects type technology in new hope and other things in order to make the movie the way he wanted and part of the reason why the special editions happened that's something really hate. but part of the reason why he's done it is because there were so many things from even a new hope that he was really mad that it looked the way that it did. It wasn't how he wanted to look at it. It wasn't how his, how his vision was. And that, that includes a whole bunch of things. He didn't have a way to redo the fight scenes. If he did, he would have. Yeah. Like there's, when you, when you look at his commentary and things like that, like there are a lot of things about the empire strikes back fight that he wanted different, but he was, he was bound by uh, the limitations of costuming and physics and light and, so are you gonna make me quote Marvel, Tony? I'm limited by the technology of my time. No, like one of the the most beautiful, you know, uh, things of that was in A New Hope, where they couldn't make a lightsaber come out, so um, he had it aimed directly at the camera, and you know, made it look like it did, which was just beautiful. But um, Hannah, to take it away, favorite uh, original trilogy. What do you got? So my favorite actually is. 
when they're at Cloud City, when it is Luke and Vader. So and dramatic. It is. It's so dramatic. And that's what I love about it is because it, I know you're like, well, yeah, they're toying. Yeah, they was toying with them. Even though if we didn't, if you didn't look at it from like a breakdown, because I just kind of magic sword swinging and hitting each other. It, so it's a totally viable how, way to consume Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I loved it because it was like the first standoff that they got to have where they're actually like going at it for once. And I really, I really liked it. That was my favorite one. Awesome. To come into his uh, yeah. I mean, and I'm, uh, yes, Commander Scythe. I, I love pineapple. <laughs> hey, pizza. pineapple pizza. When I get a craving for it, I do eat it. It's good. All right. I yeah. don't care what anybody <laughs> else says. I think it's amazing. Um, let's see here. Uh, back to Jack who says their favorite OT duel is RT. <laughs> Good choice. Oh, that's uh, the best one. What are we talking about? That Solid scene, I, when Yoda pops up in that movie, I still laugh hysterically at oh. like, how do you get so big eating food of this kind? Uh, and all that stuff. I, I, I love Trolling it. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen when I disappoint you? Are you going to be like your dad? <laughs> He's testing his patience. Uh, <laughs> him and R2, that's just... Just beating the crap out of him. And then he whacks the door close. <laughs> and then, like, harumps in victory. That's, that's beautiful. So, for, for me, I, I do still... I also go with the, the Cloud City duel. Um because of you know like i said to, you know to me it's it's what what is this fight uh informing me as like a storytelling wise and that's for me that's always number one um and that's kind of why that's actually why i prefer the original tri the original trilogy fights the most because i feel like they tell the largest story um you know, on on average, right? Obviously, like Battle of the Heroes does tell <laughs> a, a huge story, but um, you know, on the, on that, like the first fight with Maul doesn't in the context of the film because they there's no relationship or anything like that. But yeah, you have you have him coming in to fight the person who killed his father. He's been training well for weeks. Um, and he's not ready. He, he shouldn't be there. It's it's super weird that he's there, and, but and you find out that this whole thing was a trap. Him running off doesn't work, and all that. But yeah, the the thematic nature of it, the way that this is framed as this heroic rescue, but as soon as he comes up into that chamber, dead silent. There's no music or anything like that playing as the fight unfolds. You know. And he's fighting Vader, and Vader's only ignites the blade second, only holds it with one hand. Music doesn't start until he gets two hands on it and starts using the force and stuff. And like just you know, little things like that just always get me when it comes to the storytelling uh, nature of it. And like they start out in this big broad room, and then it just gets smaller and smaller. And more cramped and they're in the smaller room and then he's on a catwalk and it's at the end of the catwalk and it's like 
you know, it, it's hope running out is really what it what it feels, you know? And I and and he lose and I mean Luke doesn't really know what's gonna happen when he just falls off this thing, right? He's not that that was that was hope running out. Like, yeah, I I messed up. And then you know, Vader's reaction just like, oh <laughs> shit. He is my kid. <laughs> like, I would have done that. What a dramatic! Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much to Paul. I always, always appreciate to Paul. He's he's the best. Um, but yeah, that's what what sticks out to me. Let's see here, I got uh, Lord Tyrannus. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Lord Tyrannus, your favorite biased, duel was huh? the Dooku one? Wait a minute. Why is your favorite one the one where Dooku loses? Or are you talking? Oh no, no, no. That's the one where Dooku <laughs> wins. Okay. Now I get it. I, I'm sensing bias. Yeah. L- little little bit. That is an awesome fight, though. I, I do love it. Um, and then <laughs> X-Core Gamer Skills. Uh don't forget Luke beat the brakes off of Vader in Return of the Jedi. I asked the question today of whether or not Vader was fully fighting. Uh, I'm gonna put my thoughts in a video tomorrow. But it's uh, it's a heated discussion. I, I've been enjoying it. But all right, prequel fights. What oh, do we yeah. got? Now you guys uh, all switched positions, so <laughs> I'm gonna try and keep it. Well, all right. So I'm going Master Allen first. Right. Um, yeah, prequel fights. So this the stylization of the fights in the prequels, I'm not fond of, and the the nature of the storytelling is really different. So of, of all the various choreography, like that plus, um, uh, I know Hannah, you listed it as one of your favorites, but the um, the Kylo and Ray on the Death Star, like that whole sequence, is not. I, I don't love the way that that one was blocked out. But um, but in the prequels, my favorite fight is actually what Lord Tyrannus just brought up: is the Obi Wan and Anakin fighting Dooku, um, getting rocked. <laughs> of getting absolutely rocked and Yoda coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and cause like that, the, the, like that is that fight scene. Like if we do the acts, right. So there's act one. All right. There's two of us. We're going to fight Dooku. This is going to be fine. End of act one. Oh, this isn't going to be fine. Act two. It's not fine. <laughs> Anakin's <laughs> missing an arm. <laughs> Things are bad. <laughs> And then Yoda comes in and he has the Clint Eastwood moment. <laughs> and that and then and then act three is Yoda's dangerous? <laughs> I didn't know Yoda was dangerous. <laughs> you gotta and be then, worried of the small people. They'll tight. get you and the small people. Saber ignition noise is just one of my favorites it's, in the whole trilogy. And like so there's so many things about it that like you see that moment and the way he's walking up and up to this point we've only ever seen him still with a cane so it's like okay Yoda's sort of on the decrepit side etc etc and then there is the laser buzz saw and then <laughs> and then you and then you get it like oh this is why he's master Yoda and so the story of that like that arc for me is really cool and then that makes the the Yoda Insidious fight scene later a lot cooler because we get to see how how amazing Yoda is, 
and that so then later when he's fighting Sidious, because the fight where Sidious just wrecks a bunch of Jedi that at the time we see it, we don't know who they are. Like that that scene doesn't make us afraid of him. Like that makes us feel like those Jedi were kind of chumps. Because the Clone Wars episodes and all that stuff, like we didn't have enough context at the time that we saw that movie. So it didn't like we didn't know any of those people were functioning. But then we knew how bad Yoda was, because Yoda was a bad man. And so then I mean, when he's fighting Sidious I mean, and And just just to add to what you were saying, earlier in the film, um, we had the joke from Obi-Wan mm. where he's like, if if you practiced, you know, fighting the same as so your wit, you know, you would rival Yoda as a rival master Yoda. I thought I already did. He did not, in fact, rival. <laughs> <laughs> but that, so like, it's in the Attack of the Clones. Is, there are a lot of people that put that in their bottom five, but that's for the prequel fight scenes. That one's my favorite one. I think that one's that one's the one that like I enjoy kind of, you know, doing the analysis of the most and that kind of stuff. Interesting. I, I like it. I, I love that analysis. Uh, how about you, Hannah? So I have two that are kind of ranked at the top. So we got the Obi-Wan and Anakin at Mustafar. Because uh, that's, it just, the whole story, it, you see a lot of, it's the, I think it's the longest duel that we see. Maybe not, I'm not 100% sure, but you get to see a whole variety of how they're fighting. And the story is either you win or you die. And that's like, a, it puts you on edge, like, oh my god, is one of them going to fall into the lava? Is the other one just going to mistake and just get cut? Like, you didn't know. And then another one of my favorites is The Phantom Menace, when it's Darth Maul versus uh, Qui-Gon Obi-Wan. That one was, it was emotional for me, because I really liked Qui-Gon when I first watched it. So I was like, what do you mean he just died? The true Jedi. <laughs> yeah, like the superior mister wants everything to be good he saw the best in anakin but yeah that one because also you never see anyone with a double blade so that was really cool for me to see too is how darth maul reacted to fighting two but he was able to hold them both off because he had two blades so Ray that's Park another so good yeah oh my goodness he's amazing. Is so good. he is amazing <laughs> but yeah those are my two rank. They're kind of like at the top together. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to compete with the the John Williams. The emotion when the second blade emits. As a kid in the theater, like my heart just like whipped out of my chest, and then like, and then I I died. I had to come back and watch it another time because <laughs> uh, I, I just I wasn't ready. <laughs> I had the same reaction to the lat that lightsaber as like you know seeing the cross guard for the first time. I was like, "What they can do that now? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> they fly now? Um. <laughs> they fly so, now? Someone's just gonna helicopter spin with one to start? Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's not uh, the worst thing in Star Wars. It's not. <laughs> the helicopter lightsabers aren't. Uh, I'm a favorite thing, but they're not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> cool. Every time Obi Wan is about to duel, he starts with a dramatic "It's me, Anastasia, rope drop." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I always wonder how many robes he goes through, like in the course of a year, because you know he just leaves them around all the yeah, different. Yeah, he doesn't planets go back and, and like, like pick it up. Pal, like yeah, he didn't go. He was cold the rest of the time. Um, <laughs> uh, Gregos Jedi. Uh, what? How about you with the the prequels? 
Um, I do have two favorite ones for the prequel movies. Are we doing a Clone Wars section? Because I do want to talk about some Clone Wars duels, if that's okay. Oh, God. I would have picked oh. the animated ones over the live action ones. I didn't even think about that. Good call. <laughs> After this, Good we'll call. do we'll do one more pass of well, of everything else. How's that? All right, sounds good. But um, I I like um Battle of the Heroes, Anakin versus Obi Wan because you know you can see how intense it is. You see that Anakin and Obi Wan both know each other's styles. They've been training together. They've been fighting together for a long time. So of course they're gonna know each other's styles. Obi Wan preferring Sorsu and Anakin preferring DMSO. So I I I get it. Like a lot of people say it's flashy. And like the Obi Annie spin kind of scene, a lot of people make fun of that. But like, I feel like it's just misdirection, and they're trying to catch each other off, like guard, because they know each other's styles to a T. So they're both trying to like, you know, improvise, do these different things. And the Obi Annie scene is just them trying to confuse each other until they finally strike and do the force push. And then, of course, the Phantom Menace Darth Maul scene. I really love working with both staffs in real life. So seeing that, that was just awesome. Ray Park is just amazing. And I'm jealous because Carly King got to see Ray Park, and I can't see him. So it's annoying. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> no, I, I I, love it. I There's a few things that I, I go back and forth with. I mean... Like I was saying earlier, you know, the um, Phantom Menace, the fight in the Phantom Menace is so beautifully choreographed. I mean, to me, I think that's, I think that's the, the best choreographed fight in my, in my, you know, layman's uh, opinion. Um, we had Liam Neeson and Ray Park who have been really, really physical actors. Like that was, that was the two people that they ever had with the most background in, like you know, stage combat ever yeah. in a Star Wars movie. There, we still haven't had two people with with resumes like those guys have. That's and then you put them up against each other too. So right. it's like, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's it's so good. And then you know, having Obi Wan lose his master there. I mean, obviously there are still always going to be spots where they're swinging in a way that's not actually going to hit anyone and stuff like that, and. I guess technically it, it, it's and that's the point. It's stage combat. Um, you know, the the way Obi-Wan defeats Maul doesn't make any sense. If if you're facing him with your lightsaber out and drawn, if he jumps he just like not... <laughs> for as fast um, as a lightsaber deploys, it seems like it would be really hard to be caught off guard if you were holding one. But it's just it, for as fast as those blades come like, out, you know. <laughs> And, it, and he does a full 180 before he's cut in half. And so, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, not like a, a backstrike or anything, which I always think is, but, but everything else, like, it's, it's, the choreography is so tight on it and it's just so beautiful. Um, so I really enjoy that. But like I, like I said, during that movie, there's no relationship. You know what I mean? It's watching, it's Obi-Wan watching his master die. Like, that's, that's the, the deep portion. But yeah, when we get Battle of the Heroes, um, you, we have their their backstory. Now, you know, I, I watched this before the Clone Wars was a thing. So the, there is some parts missing between their relationship, but I still really felt it in that moment. Um, but uh, yeah, I, and 
<laughs> real quick though, the Dooku fight um, earlier in that film, the first half, I just I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> it, it just I don't know. There's this weird. There's a bunch of weird stuff, and I and that's that's like my least favorite fight in all of, in all of Star Wars. But it's kind of slow for me, to be honest. Like it has a very yeah. slow start. He just says, "Sis, what does he say? Sith are a specialty," and then gets knocked out. Like <laughs> five seconds afterward, he's just on the ground, gone. <laughs> yeah, poor poor guy. Uh, but I think you know it's also important that we know it's not necessarily like. This person is always better, so it always wins. A fights are not like that. It can most fights, if you are near equal, it can go either way. Um, in a lot of cases, but like in Star Wars, still, it's like it's more of a tier system with good and bad matchups, and not like a strict hierarchy. Well, the the Freddie Prince interview where he mentions that Maul is Sisyphus. Yeah. There, it, there's also very much it's all the lightsaber fights are always a deus ex machina because it is a dark side of the force and the light side of the force. But if we think about like, the force as sort of a greater, you know, like that, that higher power piece, the force is deciding. Like the reason, the reason why Maul lost is because the force chose Kenobi. That's and the, And so like any of the fights, like the reason why Dooku lost is because the force chose Anakin. The reason why, you know, like there, it's like you can you can do it like that because there's so much intentional linkage to Greek drama. Yeah, where it's like this person was chosen by the gods. This person is Perseus. This person is Theseus. This person is like you know those sorts of things. Like, I mean, Anakin himself is you know like a little bit of Oedipus and a little bit of uh, uh, not Narcissus, crap. but like it's like he's he's two different tragic Greek figures that were also operatic tropes that Lucas was like, oh, I'm going to borrow that. And we're going to tell the story this way. And there's like this little bit of addiction, um, uh, symb- symbology as well. And that, so it's like the, the force is choosing who it wants to have win and Maul wants it. He wants it so bad. And that's why he's Sisyphus. Cause he, he wants to be the one that the force picks. So he gets right there. He gets right on the edge. And then the force picks the other person. Force picks Ahsoka. Force picks Kenobi. Force picks Kenobi again. Right. Yeah, he's, he's pretty. He is pretty tragic. Um, no, but I, I love it. We, we got some other people here in the uh, the chat. Julia Christine says, "Duel of Fates has Obi Wan," which, yeah, absolutely. Um, Liam doesn't get enough credit, for sure. Very talented man who had a lot of fun. He loves Star Wars, which is just really cool to me. Um, Ogoan's little bouncy bounce. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Click on Element's comment. I want to answer Element. Uh, the end of the end of Beowulf. Or, well, excuse me, middle of Beowulf. Beowulf says... God will save a man if his courage holds. And that's an, that's an aspect of the tragic hero is he's got to take his, he's got to take his fortunes to the last minute in order to be saved. And that's, that's a part of those tropes is you gotta, you've got to see it through to the end and not know. Yeah. And the, the way I kind of take it is not necessarily that, um, 
in, in the grand grand scheme of things that it's it's the it's it's George Lucas that chooses it's the, writer. the force. Yeah, yeah it's the so, George Lucas is the force. But and that's but, the Deus Ex Machina, like. Exactly. You know what I mean? We're we're in a situation, especially at the prequels, where we have to match up to this. You know, uh, there's Dave Filoni even answers that question for the season seven fight with Ahsoka and Maul, Mm -hmm. that that Maul is the more skilled fighter, and he's like, "Yeah, we know, we know Maul had to lose here, but you know, he is a more skilled fighter." But his, you know, he has this ego and all this stuff. So yeah, that's that's always going to be a huge part of it. Um, can we talk oh, about is, how oh, is the- this the race Skywalker can't use a lightsaber because she trained with a bow staff argument? Um, I feel like it does translate. Um, I feel like it does definitely translate because you know the blades are made of plasma, plasma has weight, so it does act similar to a bow staff because both ends have weight and um. Yeah, I feel like it definitely translates. And seeing Ray, like you know, use her makeshift bow staff. This is why I wanted Ray to have a double bladed saber. I really thought Same. that was going to happen. Same. So it it just would have made sense to me. But um, I I feel like yeah, it does translate. So Doc, I'm sure Master Allen could also I've, approve I've, of this. I've already I've done that. Well, but it's, <laughs> I've, I've done the speech. So there are. Whenever you train in a martial art of any kind, especially if it's a weapon art, you are getting two sets of skills. You have fight skills that are independent of your weapon, and you have weapon skills that are specific to your weapon. Both staff weapon skills translate to lots of other weapons. There are a lot of martial arts systems that think of a staff, a long staff, short staff, whatever, as a grandfather weapon or a grandmother weapon. Um, and so that's a... like if, if there's a martial artist that tells you that staff doesn't translate to sword or staff doesn't translate to bladed implements or whatever. If there's somebody that tells you that a staff doesn't translate at all, that is either a person that is not a martial artist or that is a person that hasn't trained in very many weapons. That's like, that's, it's just, it's how, how it works. <laughs> and I, I just had to bring it up because it's, it's a question I get asked like on a near daily basis. You know, I, I already admit it. I learned how to OB from nunchucks. Like there, there's yeah, certain perfect, perfect example. Yeah, like I, 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 I don't know. Um, let's see here. And then <laughs> Lord Terrence started with the lightsaber and it translated to a bow staff. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, uh, well, real quick, let's let's go around and talk about you know what we loved from from the from all the other media, right? So we have animated shows and um, whatnot, and definitely want to go to Hannah. The so I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I have not watched a lot of the animated shows. <gasps> that is okay, oh, fan. That's because it's because she's too busy. She's too busy. I'll be Annie. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I've only watched. She's coming for you, man. I think I watched up to season three of the Clone Wars, and that was like six months ago. But I like know what happened. So if you guys like say stuff, I already know that happens. So don't worry. But I did watch the Ahsoka and Maul fight, and I really liked that one. So I watched that on YouTube, and that was one of my favorite ones. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. The motion tracking. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Was- awesome. I-, I love it. Now, 
but that being said, I am including, you know, um, all the others, which would also include Mandalorian, if you're caught up. Oh, yeah. I'm caught up. Okay. So then I liked the, uh, when it was, I don't know where, the Ahsoka episode, when she versed, I cannot remember her name, but when they were versing over, like, the water and everything, I really The Magistrate. Mm. Yes, thank you. I could not, my brain's uh -huh. fuzzy tonight. <laughs> But yes, I really liked that as well. That fight was really cool to me. Yeah, we had that beautiful aesthetic. We had uh, Kurosawa happening on one side, and we had uh, Clint Eastwood Western happening on the <laughs> other side. It was just like, wow, so, so cool. And, then, and also, don't worry, you're not alone, Hannah. But uh, go ahead. <laughs> and then also the end of season two. I don't know if people have seen it, and I don't know if that's a spoiler. But when it's it been long enough, I think you can probably yeah. tell. So. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's been quite a while. Luke comes. I love when he literally just destroyed all of the dark troopers. Like that was just. They're all like, it's the end. Like we're all gonna die. Like they're too powerful. And then all of a sudden, just badass Luke just <laughs> through and just takes them all out. But yeah, we I really liked that scene. That was probably one of my things in. Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, everyone else in that's that was inside of the uh, inside of the room was having a, a Toy Story three moment of doom, uh, <laughs> and then and then Luke comes. Awesome. Um, how about you, uh, Grey Ghost Jedi? Um, I plug in. I'll be right back, guys. Hold on. Oh, and then also, uh, I'm I'm gonna add one other caveat, and I, I will come back to you, Hannah. So so don't worry. Uh, I, you know. Your favorites from the other media, and then also what your dream duel would be. Who, what characters would you want to see duel? Any era, anything. It's it's Battlefront two, but <laughs> your imagination. <laughs> um. Well, I really like Obi Wan versus Savage and Maul, and uh, Obi Wan using Jarkai, which is like a rare thing. We've seen Obi Wan use the form of Jarkai once earlier in the seasons when he used Exar Kun. No, not Exar Kun. Jesus Christ. Um, That's a name well, I haven't heard. <laughs> not Exar. Uh, I forgot the name. I was just listening. Mm. Oh my God. I can't remember. Yellow stripe, yellow stripe. Remind me, remind me. Yellow stripe on his face. Undercover uh, Jedi. Quinlan uh, oh. um, Voss. Yeah, Quinlan Voss. Yes, that's. I'm getting so much hate. Um, yeah, Quinlan Voss. But like, I really like Obi Wan's versus Savage and um, Maul's duel. Like, it just shows how skilled Obi Wan is. And then you got the soundtrack, which is epic. And then you got Hondo in the next room, just like trying to convince his friends to come back. I love Hondo. And then if you ever seen the Star Wars, the Old Republic trailers with the, the Sith Wars and Darth Malgus and him mm -hmm. taking over the Jedi Temple, those cutscenes are amazing. And then you get to see Satil Shan. And then you, it's just, that's what I want to see in movies. Just like, overpowered force pushes that like, you know, destroy a whole building, like all that stuff. And for a dream lightsaber fight, it would be, um, I want to see like Revan versus the eternal empire with, um, I don't know, best, best steel, Sean. And just like that whole, like, because I've only heard it in audiobooks and while reading the old Republic, you know, story, 
storyboards. And I just want to see Revan. I want to see, I want to see Keanu Reeves Revan. <laughs> is, is, is it just me? Uh, he or has a tremendous oh, yeah. martial arts background. That dude is for real. He has got a major martial arts background. I would love to see him in Star Wars. Oh, Amber said uh, Xana slash Bane versus Farfalla. That's another one that I'd like to see in live action, too. I just want to see Lord Farfalla. I just want to see him, like, being all fancy and prancing around. And so, I don't know, I just... <laughs> he's just a funny, funny guy to me. Uh, <laughs> um, awesome. And then I'll go to Master Allen and Hannah, keep cooking up your, your dream, your dream fight. Uh, but yeah, Master Allen, uh, right. your other media and your dream duel that you'd like to see. All right. So I love Ahsoka as a character. Don't love the way they choreograph a lot of her fights. They look really cool, but like me- mechanically, I don't love how she fights. And so that's that, it's it, not realistic. It's it's just the the way that they block things, like the way that they like frame stuff and things like that. It's not it's not my favorite. Um, there are a lot of people that it is their favorite, so I don't want to dunk on it. But it's but that's that's why all of my answers to these following questions are going to be devoid of Ahsoka. And I don't want anybody to think that I am opposed to that character at all because I fully acknowledge that she is one of the best things to have uh, not only come out of the animated, but also like coming into the live action, having that is something I'm really excited about. <laughs> uh, the, so my, my favorite off movie lightsaber fight is the last Kenobi mall fight. Um, Cause the, like it's, it's not, it's not a fight. It's a, you know, it's a samurai, it's a samurai movie fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does this wonderful bridge of the Kenobi that we see in A New Hope that is very, like, very much like a wedge, right? <laughs> and Sorry. The, the Kenobi that we had seen in all of the prequel everything, like between Clone Wars and the prequel movies, and etc. And so here is this grizzled old man facing somebody that has spent their entire life hating him and wanting him dead and accepting the challenge of this fight. And then being there in the last moments of this opponent that has done terrible things to him. Like, like Maul caused a lot of pain for Kenobi, like starting out with Qui-Gon and then going on and on and on. Well, the Kenobi never had a, burning grudge against Maul, but like one of the reasons why Maul is still alive at that point is because he hated Kenobi so much and wanted to get an opportunity to have revenge. Like that's the story of Maul surviving, getting cut in half and then being able to like get junk legs and stuff is that he was so mad that he kept himself alive with angry. Yeah. <laughs> and that and that was because of Kenobi. And so this this final fight scene that is all very like immediate and is also like a ref, just just a perfect metaphor of Maul's anger and Maul, Maul's want to be the one getting him this close. And all the times, like he gets this close and he doesn't get it either, and then either has to run away or is you know defeated in some context or whatever. Like there's the fight where Sidious kills his brother, all that stuff. And it's so almost it like is. it's overconfidence is his weakness. 
Well, it's and and it's the it's the Sisyphus analogy. It's also the like there are, there are a lot of there are a lot of characters where it's like you it's have over this one, I'm better than you. Um. There's, there's this there's this one this one thing that gets them to where like almost to where they want to be. Like it's it's what gets them there, but then it's also what keeps them from reaching the next step, and that's part of the lesson of that type of character. Is that like you you have to like when you're there in order to get what you want sometimes you have to change um, and, and so that that fight to me and now dream fight um this one's going to be short and i think everybody's going to be fully on board with me i want to watch kylo ren fight pong krell because <laughs> i think kylo would make him hurt and i would want to watch him getting hurt I've never thought about that before. That's, it, that like, would have never come into my mind. Isn't that, isn't that a delightful thing to think about? Two very interesting lightsaber noises. Right. Oh my, you opened my eyes, sir. <laughs> oh my God. Because Kylo would take his time. Like <laughs> Kylo would want to see the moment, like would want to see in Pankrell's eyes, the moment where Pankrell realized he had never had a chance the entire time. Like Kylo would fight him to that point. And I want to see Kylo attack aggressively, then see Ponkrell has his skills with his two double bladed sabers and kind of just study his movements, and then eventually, like Kylo overpowers him. Yeah, just, you know, one arm or finger at a time. I'm good with either version of that. <laughs> as long as Krell loses, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I'm, exactly. Um, real quick, I have a uh, uh, Lord Tyrannus would be. Anakin Revenge of the Sith versus Maul at the Full Power for his dream fight. Um, we got uh, Luke versus Dooku, both in their primes. Oh, Dooku would win. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, JC kind of gives us something. He's like, Keanu doesn't doesn't age, so we don't need to <laughs> we don't need to rush. Um, I like this one. Anakin versus Vader would be an oh. interesting fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alan says if we actually got to see Anakin versus Palpatine, I mean, like, uh, Palpatine would have won, but I would love to see it. Um, it would have been Anakin- like watching a janitor with a mop. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin versus uh, Mace Windu. Um, just play the Revenge of the Sith game, and then you can do it. <laughs> True. Anakin versus Yoda. And then we have a lot of... I, I get a lot of people asking for like full potential. I don't even know what that means, because it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. I, I can't hypothetically... Nobody can truly reach their full potential. Like It's such a nebulous normal. term. Yeah. The, uh, go the on Anakin versus Dragon Yoda fight. <laughs> <laughs> Training isn't like a video game. It's like, I wish it was like an RPG. God, I wish it was. I would be so much better. (laughs) I'd be in such great shape if you just had to do it once and you were just like there. It was a permanent No, you just like, or you you grind one thing or whatever. Anakin versus Yoda, I think would be awesome, but not for the reasons that some people think. (laughs) Because that fight wouldn't be close at all, but I think it would be hilarious. It would be like every martial arts movie where like the young kid, attacks the master and doesn't realize like what kind of hornet's nest he just yeah. <laughs> like an it man movie like he just barely <laughs> I okay so now I kind of need to see um Terra Sanube as like some type of drunken master and like I don't know I just 
god. <laughs> I kind of need that. All right, uh, Hannah, your your dream battle. So my dream would be Mace Windu at his prime versus Yoda at his prime. That one would be an interesting one. I would love to see it. I mean, I'm I'm still going Yoda on it, but it, it would not be easy on either of them. And um, also for me, it's it's funny to see anyone fight Yoda because he's so small. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my favorite things ever is a when Yoda walks into Sidious's office and just kind of flexes, and the guards just go bop, and you're like, <laughs> "All right, that's an entrance. Try it. That is the entrance." Uh, He's like, well, you know, if if so powerful you are, why leave? But when Yoda force pushes him, and he just tumbles over like so mm-hmm. ungracefully into the chair, and his butt's all in the air, and like, uh, I just, I just always laugh at how like <laughs> at that scene. Um, for for me, if I'm going animated fight though, I I love watching Sidious handle Maul and Savage. That is an um, awesome fight. Because the fighting style is so like interesting and raw and kind of unnatural. Savvy. Yeah, <laughs> he's bending his back like over. It's like very he's flexible, laughing maniacally the whole time. Um, now, this one kind of blew my mind. Uh, Jaina Solo versus Kylo Ren. I'm a huge Legends fan. Um, Jaina's Jaina's taking that W. Uh, she's <laughs> she, she's taking that fight, but um, well, the power creep with Legends makes it so that like any of that's like, true. That's, like that's power, a power creep was a, was a big big thing, um, especially when people go Super Saiyan and stuff. Oh Jesus! Force Storm. Luke <laughs> taking down an ATAT with one hand, like crushing, crushing a Star Destroyer into a yeah. Planet. Force Awakens, love the games, but that's that's a little bit too much. Like OP. I, I mean, when when Jason Solo got oneness and he became part of the Force without becoming part of the Force, and he was glowing. He was literally but he was alive. He was literally a Super Saiyan. Like yeah. he went he went supersonic, and he was like, "All right, we need to scale this back a little bit. We've <laughs> we've lost the lead." Um, <laughs> reset. The shark was back there. We already jumped over. <laughs> But uh, dream dream fight to me though is, um, well now you have me thinking about Pong Krell and and I, I want to see Grievous versus Pong Krell because there would be so Ooh. many lightsaber blades, and you wouldn't would know you what you were looking it? at. Yeah. <laughs> would it be? It would be more to watch the Zack Snyder version of that fight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the only way we would know. What, what oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> um, or or. Like D Squad Arc, we give them all lightsabers, see what happens. <laughs> It'd be, be like the Robo, uh, Robot Battle League, but uh, yeah. Just, just a bunch of B1 battle droids and just drop a bunch of lightsabers and see what happens. Yeah. Somehow they would manage to have it be there wasn't one left standing, they were all destroyed. <laughs> uh, C3PO versus uh, AP, was AP40? Um, thing. Now I can't remember. Triple uh, zero. Triple zero would be this too dangerous to be left alive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, awesome guys. Thank you so so much for for joining me for 
talking lightsabers and getting nerdy. I love that we each, you know, have different things that we really look for and appreciate the most in a fight. I mean, I didn't talk about it much, but like the music and fights as well is like enormous for me. Um, uh, Lord Jonas just said, I assault one Dooku Prime versus Mace Prime. That I think would be a really interesting fight. Um, because I, I do feel like that would be super close, personally. Uh, that being said, yeah, if, if we want to go back around and if we have, you know, closing thoughts as well as, you know, let people know where we can find you and all of your stuff. Um, and I'll go to Hannah first. Well, thank you for inviting me because this was really fun to actually sit down and talk with everyone about our different Star Wars favorites and whatnot. It's super cool to figure out everyone else's like favorite movies. So I appreciate that. I really appreciate you and everyone that would join us so we could all have a really fun talk. Um, you can find me on TikTok at hannah.emp or on Instagram, hannahs.emp. And those are my two channels that I have where I post lightsaber videos. And now, is is the EMP for electromagnetic pulse? Uh, I'm, I'm no, okay. I thought it was like Empire. No, it's my initials. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I just I just made it one day, and I was like, you know what? We'll do EMP. And I was like, that's all I can think about. So yeah, it's just that. Sometimes you don't go viral on purpose, like. Oh, no. You just you do a thing and it goes viral. Like you might be spinning a lightsaber and looking awesome while you're doing it. I have to point over here because she's right there. Or you might say your lightsaber is better than a stick, and that's why you go viral. So then all of a sudden your name's all over all of your social media and My, twenty thousand uh, people following you, and it's just like, oh great. Well, <laughs> we like to change this now. <laughs> one, one of my videos on my Instagram just went viral, and it didn't get on the good viral side of Instagram. Oh. It got a million views, and it was everyone just being complete a-holes to me because of a jungling joke, but a lot of people didn't get it, and uh, it was just like, it was a lot of stupid female, you don't know what the line was, and I was like, I just wanted to kill children. <laughs> this wasn't that funny a joke, and you're making it worse. Exactly, but I was like, you know, it's fun. So Instagram's a really interesting platform you don't like TikTok, go on Instagram. You'll super something. Super excited about what's in my future then. Thank you, Hannah. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, how about you, uh, Grey Ghost? Uh, yeah, I have a Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and a TikTok, all with the same name, Grey Ghost Jedi. I can't guarantee you'll see my TikTok videos because TikTok doesn't like me lately. But um, yeah. Um, thank you for having me. This was really fun to talk to everybody, especially uh, Master Allen and having someone else to talk about martial arts with. And Hannah, it was amazing to talk with you. And thank you, everybody, for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it was nice talking to me, too. But that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so, thank you for inviting me. This was awesome. That's the I'm mark sorry. of being a good host. I'm very yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, just, I, just, I just had to. Um, I, uh, so, um, and then last but not least, we have, um, oh, I mean, did you have any final thoughts on, um, on any of the stuff, Greg? I didn't want you to only hit your socials if you had any final thoughts oh, on um, or anything. Practice the OB Annie. 
<laughs> become Theo Vianney. I mean, become all right, I'm coming for you. Yeah. All right, I need. I do need more challengers. I'm coming for you. Fine. All right, and then last but not least, we have Master Allen. But first, I, I got to call out Xcore Gamer Skills, who says that he's going to be on his podcast soon. Um, uh, Xcore Gamer Skills and Paul just started a um, a podcast called the Conspiracy Cantina, and so you, you can always check those out. So I always like to help out any any friends I can. But yeah, Master Allen. Um. So I'm, I'm going to actually. I don't normally at the at the end of these, I don't spend a lot of energy plugging myself. Uh-oh, Hannah disappeared again. Bye, Hannah. Um, but so first one, everybody, uh, if you are already following Chaco, uh, he has a uh, he has a link. Hannah's back! Um, he has a, a link. I'm sorry. <laughs> My phone is We're all super stressed about it. It's all good. I'm glad you got back in. Um <laughs> But uh, Chaco is one of my affiliates at Level Up Lightsaber, so he's got a link. And if you want to support his channel, don't follow the link in my socials. Follow the link in his, um, and that's going to help support his channel. If you see uh, other creators that you really love uh, that list themselves as affiliates, follow their link. Um, I'm very, very happy for you to follow mine, but I, I would prefer it if you follow theirs because it it helps me support them. Um, and that's something that I'm really glad I'm in a position to do. So Darth Chaco level up lightsaber affiliate link. I personally guarantee that the lightsabers that I sell are better than a stick. And if you can find a better promise than that from another saber company, you let me know. And <laughs> I'm not going to change mine because I went viral for it by accident. Um, <laughs> great ghost Jedi bought his from a company that uses the same manufacturer I do because there's like three companies that make all this stuff <laughs> um, this is from Saber Trio if you yeah. guys are wondering Saber Trio, Crimson Dawn um, there's there's a lot of us there's a lot of us that use this manufacturer we do the service, they do the making Hannah you're with Crimson Dawn right? or somebody else? I have no Could, affiliates <laughs> what? DM me. We're fixing that tonight. DM okay. me. I'm not I kidding. DM you. Yes, I, I thought I messaged you about that already. I didn't realize it. I think um, you messaged me once, but that was when I was like real confused about all of Saber and Affiliate. So <laughs> I will DM you right after this. Sounds good. And we'll talk about the Ray Saber because that was on our to-do list anyway. Uh, but I, I have I have something to plug that's actually personal. It was not Star Wars. Really. Um, and so in my bio, so I am at Level Up Light 1 on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, my wife works for an organization here in Louisville, Kentucky called Mary Hurst. And Mary Hurst is a part of a bigger organization called the Sisters of the Good Shepherd. And what Mary Hurst does here locally is they take kids, um, and it's mostly girls, that have been taken by the state because they were in households where a lot of bad things were happening. Um, and they provide health care. They provide trauma care. Um, they have dormitories for, for some cases. They have foster programming. Um, but they, it's education support, it's life skills, it's trauma care, it's medication, it's, it's all of this stuff is what they provide for all of these people that have not had somebody in their corner in their lives. And this week, they do what is called the Week of Hope. And the Week of Hope is a, a big sort of a crowdfunding, sort of a fundraising push. My wife has been with this company for 17 years. And so she set the goal of $1,700, which is dramatically higher than she has ever done with a previous week of hope. But she's, she's been there for a really long time. She wanted to make a big deal out of it. And so all week I'm plugging this everywhere I go. 
Um, but if you, if you click on my bio at my, uh, level up light one, um, in the link in my, uh, bio is my beacons page. And I have, um, my wife's fundraising link in the very top. We're up to, or I think we were at around $300 the last I looked at it. Um, so if you go to at level up light one, whether it's Instagram or TikTok, and then my bio, there'll be a beacons link and the link to the fundraiser is going to be right there. Um, but any, anybody that could chip in a dollar, I'd really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a message that is really, or a, a mission that is really important. Um, and my wife has spent a lot longer than she's known me, uh, helping with that mission. She actually started working at Maryhurst in the dormitories, which means like working directly with the girls and, um, and that kind of stuff. And she has since like she's moved into admin and now, most of what she does is deal with insurance companies and, and Medicare providers or Medicaid providers and stuff like that. But like she's, she has done a lot and worked with a lot of people. So anybody that can help, I appreciate it. Yes. Um, and yeah, while we're still talking, I'm going to see if I can grab that link. Cause I, I have, um, well, I, I'll, I'll shoot it over to, to Isaac myself personally. Or if you well, can put it in I can, um, I can I can toss it in our comments really quick. This will just take me a second. Yeah. I'll no, but that's an awesome cause. Oh, go ahead, Hannah. Bio for you. If you send me the link too, I'll put it in my TikTok bio. Because uh, rebellions are built on hope. And so I shall do the same. Indeed. I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you. So I'm going to toss it into our... There it is. So it's in our private chat link or um, code or whatever. And uh, also, if you if you want to, you know, go to Master Island's page, you can also see him eating Kit Kat bars like a some sort of beast. Wait, you make ASMR content? I love that. <laughs> no, he just I eats didn't... them wrong. Um, and also, you can get into odd debates on. Uh, what is and is not a sandwich, which I, I did join. So, <laughs> hot dog is not a sandwich. Hot dog is not a sandwich. Open face sandwich. Come on, watch it. You're welcome to be wrong. It's okay. <laughs> like you can just be wrong on the internet. Like you're allowed. There's nobody that comes in and makes you stop. <laughs> like there's all these people that like they hang out together and they talk about being wrong and they think the earth is flat and that's fine. Like there's not a law that says that they have to be right on the internet. So you can <laughs> you can think a hot dog isn't a sandwich and that's okay. That's like totally allowed. <laughs> what the we original Christmas Hannah? special can be your favorite Star Wars movie. It's okay. <laughs> not the Christmas special. <laughs> no, not the Christmas special. Well, uh, oh. the Lego one was fun. No, I like the Lego one. one. Uh, the that Lego was one was fun. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, so we'll go ahead and end on that uh, low note. Um, <laughs> you guys can uh, dream of of Lumpy, but yes, thank you everyone <laughs> for coming. Appreciate all of you guys. Um, Everyone, everyone here, oh, you are all welcome back at, you know, um, everyone that's uh, still watching. Uh, may the force be with you always. Thank you. <laughs>